Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's Russ. It's great to see you guys here today. Today, I'm joined by the amazing, incredible Mark Von Muser, who is our Director of Sales here at Clients on Demand. And what we're going to be talking about today is the four traits of highly successful salespeople. So before we get into this, let me just say one thing right out of the gate. If you're not using a phone call or some kind of one-on-one conversation to enroll clients, you are leaving a ton of money on the table. Now, look, if you feel that way, I know how you feel. Because when I first started out, my obsession was I wanted to create you know, the perfect funnel and I didn't want to talk to anybody and I wanted to do launches. And I was like, look, if I've got a good enough marketing system in place, whatever it might be, I should be able to craft sales copy or a video sales letter or even a webinar that's so good that all I have to do is you know, put up a little add to cart button and people are going to click the add to cart button and then they should enroll in my stuff, right? But there's some serious downsides to, to doing it that way. First of all, you're, you're really limited because I've seen people sell things on a webinar from a, at a very high price point, but it's very, very difficult. So most of the time when people are selling directly from a webinar, they're talking about like a $2,000 price point, especially if it's an automated webinar. And the other thing is, even at that price point, if you're not having a real conversation with the people coming into your program, it means that you have absolutely no control whatsoever over who's clicking that add to cart button. That's a huge, huge, huge problem. Because if you're going to work with anybody who clicks that add to cart button, you're just begging to get a program and get, to, to get a business that's filled with clients that are victims, that maybe are people that, you know, maybe they're even good people, but you can't help them because you weren't able to screen them properly. And so it cr- kind of creates this just cascade of just massive, massive problems in your business. But when you have that conversation, some incredible things happen. Like once you're willing to get on the phone with people, some incredible things happen. Number one, you can command much higher price points, right? So I'm talking like $3,000 to $15,000 on the front end. And you guys have heard us talk about that in the other shows that we've done. You can also screen properly. So you can make damn sure that no one is coming into your program that isn't like super cool, super coachable, and somebody that you can definitely help. And then number three, you can actually hit your income goals a lot faster because once your prices are higher, you can actually work with fewer people and you can set up that coaching relationship properly so that they're not just kind of clicking that to cart button and then they get in there and they're like, who is this guy? What is this? What did I just sign up for? And they're coming in with all this fear and trepidation. Like you can set it up so that, you know, they're they're super on fire and excited and enthusiastic to 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 be there. So just to sum this up, guys, I would say I first started incorporating a phone call into my personal sales process, probably back in 2012 and 2013. I don't remember what the exact date was, but I do remember that I was doing around $20,000 a month in revenue. I started incorporating the phone call and then boom, the next month, we jumped from $20,000 a month to $200,000 a month, just like that, just by incorporating the phone call. So I just want you to understand that if you're not doing that, you're leaving a ton of money on the table. That one experience completely, completely convinced me. So... If you're not doing that, 
the big question to ask yourself is why? Why aren't you? Why are you so afraid to have that conversation with people? And so maybe you've been totally afraid to even have that conversation in the first place. Or maybe you've tried having that conversation and it hasn't worked. But if you aren't doing that, or if you've tried to do it and you fail, chances are it's not your fault. Chances are the reason that you've run into trouble or you've run into difficulty or just plain afraid to do it is because you've been looking at the old way of doing phone sales, the old way of doing it. And it's ineffective and it doesn't work and it just kind of feels gross. So if that's what you've done, then Mark, let's talk a little bit about that old way of doing phone sales and why it's so destructive. And if they've kind of been avoiding phone sales, what you can do instead to actually make it a really cool, really fun, really effective experience. Yeah, it's a great question. And the old way of doing it, one of the things that is so, so important about the thing is just as humanity has evolved and you've evolved 30, 40, 50 years ago in the 60s and 70s, when these strategies came up, it was when people were selling the fuller brush company door to door or <laughs> Hoover vacuum cleaners or encyclopedias, or they would go door, but you might get one door to door salesman. And there was a certain level of decorum and, and respect for your fellow human being. They weren't inundated. I mean, if you were watching a soap opera and a soap opera was sponsored by Tide and there was maybe a couple commercials, well, let's jump ahead 60 years. Now we are inundated 10,000 plus times a day for look at me, give me attention, give me attention to survive. Each of us has developed filters and blocking points that we hide behind because we just don't want to be bothered nonstop without deal. Cold calls, magazine ads, pop-ups on your emails, pop-ups on TV, commercials. It's nonstop. You can't go anywhere. Most magazines are over 50% ads now. Okay. Now, while the humanity has evolved, the old way of selling is still being regurgitated and repackaged. So the, the best question that I can ask everybody here, when you think of a salesperson, a telemarketer, an online marketer, what energies pop up first? Type in the box that says, when I think of a, a pushy salesperson or I think of a salesperson, what does that make me feel? What energies come up? Pushy, dirty, slimy, scummy. And so when that happens... Why do you think it would be different when you want to enter the business world and start enrolling people the right way? I want to applaud you if you can't stand the old way of doing it, but the old way's here. Here's what they have been parroting and telling for years. Number one, you got to hire alpha males, predominantly alphas. In the old days, women were not allowed to sell either, which is ironic because they're amazing at it, but they wanted tall alpha males that had thick skin who didn't let it get to you. Make more calls, learn how to make the numbers work for you, work it, make more calls, fast talking, they're poor listening, I don't need to hear your crap, just buy. Here's my feature, here's my benefit, Visa or MasterCard. So there was no human connection, there was no real, real truth involved, and then it's wondering why people feel dirty when they talk about it. And they think about it. And to your point, Russ, when they went out to go study and they went out to the big names in the sales, guess what they were taught? regurgitations of this type of crap. And it's like they're given all these little tricks so that they don't hurt as bad. And notice the language I use, make more calls, talk to more, you know, go to more doors. Notice how there's an absence of human connection here. At no time are they saying, hey, why don't you get really great at listening? Why don't you actually connect and treat people the way you want to be treated? How about instead of selling them, you start serving them and being their advocate? 
And that's the big shift because if you are bringing, you know, that old saying, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. If you're bringing outdated strategies into a new buying world, you will get your ass kicked. Bottom line, you have got to recognize the truth that you hate it. Your clients hate being bullied. They hate being pressured and they hate that used car crap. So in today's world, guys, there is a better way. And that old way is losing by the day. Everybody knows it's outdated, but nobody until recently with what we're doing had a new new way to get around it. So that's a big, big part. So basically, guys, what Mark is telling you is that if you've been resistant to enrolling people over the phone, it's not your fault. The, the reason you've been resistant is because the old way of doing that stuff just plain sucks. And Mark's absolutely right. These strategies that are still being taught today, they didn't come out of thin air. They came from the old world of door-to-door sales. And then door-to-door sales sort of evolved into that like old-school telemarketing. And you guys have seen it in movies like Boiler Room and Glengarry Glen Ross and, and, and all that stuff where they're just like smiling and dialing and just calling and calling and calling people, like the whole Wolf of Wall Street thing. And that's where those tactics come from. And it's really about three things. Box them in, wear them down, and take their money. So they're going to try to box you in where they're, they're got these little, they hand you, right? Mark these little conversation trees where mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to ask a question where there's only two possible answers. And if you say this, then I'm going to say this. And then if you say that, I'm going to say this. And it's all designed to completely strip away your power of choice. And so right there out of the gate, it's not about empowering you to make the best possible decision. It's about boxing you in so that you do the thing that they want you to do. Now, the thing is, that sort of thing doesn't really work. And like Mark said, it's getting less and less and less effective over time. So then they try to wear you down where they're going to call you back and call you back and keep following up and keep following up and keep following up. And I just, you know, I just saw this the other day. I was on Facebook and I saw a post by by like a really famous sales trainer. And this guy was saying, you should be following up with each and every prospect 16 times. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) back up the bread truck, right? So a client's on demand on any given day, we'll have probably 30, 40 people a day reaching out to speak to us about working together. And if I'm going to follow up with each and every one of those people 16 freaking times, that's it. Like, I can't even do the math. What is that? Like 100 and I mean, it's like, it's like over, it's, it's almost 500 calls per day. And so you look at things like that and you're like, well, clearly, if you have to talk to somebody 16 freaking times before they say yes, you must be doing something wrong. And then the third thing is take their money. And what I mean by that is that they're going to try to sell you if you have a credit card and if you have a pulse. They don't care whether your program is a fit for them. They don't care whether it can actually help you. They don't care what your goals are. They don't care what your needs are. The entire sales process is designed to separate you from your money. And so when we were looking at how to craft our sales process that we use at Clients on Demand and that we you know, in turn teach to our clients who want to do high ticket sales, we really needed to just completely throw out that whole playbook because really it was just gross. I mean, even if there was some stuff there that kind of sort of worked maybe some of the time, it all just felt really psychologically manipulative and just really psychologically just icky. And like Mark said, people are getting wise to that stuff, man. They're evolving. You know, society's moving forward. People are, you know, getting more and more sophisticated as time goes on. And so that stuff is just going to work less and less and less and less and less. So we really just said, okay, well, look, if their priority is sell, sell, sell. And everything is designed to just sell no matter what, whether it's a fit, whether it's not a fit, whether it's right, whether it's wrong, just sell, separate them from their credit card, get the payment, get the credit card. And that's the way they've been doing it. Well, what would happen 
if we just completely threw out that old playbook and built a sales strategy that's all about serving, that's all about serving the client, where we're not going to make selling our priority. We're only going to sell somebody something if we know it's a fit and they know it's a fit. We're not going to box them in and take away their ability to make decisions. What we're going to do instead is empower them to make the best possible decision. And sometimes that means it's not a fit. Sometimes it means we, we look at them and we say, hey, you know what? We can't help you. But you know what? Here's who can. And we'll send them to someone else. Or sometimes they look at us and say, hey, you know what? I just don't think this is a fit for what I do. And we say, okay, cool. And so we tried this as a giant experiment. And we chose to believe on faith that we can make it work. But really, in the back of our minds, we were kind of like, oh, shit, we hope this works because we're really throwing out the whole playbook and starting from scratch. But what we found is that it does work and it works incredibly well because what it does is when someone gets on the phone with you, they feel like you are in their corner. They don't feel like you're just trying to manipulate them into doing what you want. They feel like you are their advocate because you really and truly are. And that sets up the coaching relationship beautifully. Because like, let's say I'm using those old school manipulative sales tactics. And let's just say it's one of those times that they work. Maybe I you know, called you 50, you know, 50 times and on the 50th call, you finally wore you down. You finally like, you know, shit, Russ, fine. Here's, your, here's my credit card. Sign me up. And then, the next, well, then what happens the next day? The next day, you're in my coaching program. The next day, I'm responsible for getting you results and you don't trust me at all. And so by flipping the script and doing it this way, where from the moment you get on the phone, I'm serving you, I'm listening to you, I'm empowering you, figuring out what's going on in your life, figuring out, can, is this something I can help with? Is there a solution there? Let's put our heads together. Let's figure this out. And then if it's, I'm only enrolling you, if it's absolutely a fit, now the coaching relationship is set up properly because from moment one, I'm taking responsibility for you. From moment one, I'm your advocate. From moment one, I'm on your side. I just hope you guys truly understand this, that if you've tried to do the phone sales in the past and it hasn't worked, or if you've looked at doing phone enrollments and you've just been like, no, I, I can't do that. You know, if you've, if you've rejected those things because you've looked at the way that it's been done traditionally and you just said, hey, this is icky, you're absolutely right. But I don't want you to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I want you to understand that there's a new way of doing this that empowers you and that empowers every single person that talks to you so that everybody wins. You're better off because you make more sales, you make more money, but also you're better off because you get more of the right clients. And the client is better off because you're not going to enroll him unless you absolutely know it's a fit and you absolutely know you can help them. All right. Does that make sense to everybody? So now that we've established that, Mark, let's start to deconstruct then. Okay, so then how does this work? If, if the old way of doing sales is that you've got to be this alpha male, you got to be pushy, you got to wear them down, you got to just do all this let like me, hardcore closing bullshit. What's the new me, way? Let me ask you, uh, let me stack on there because I want to bring one, uh, two points to something you said that is critically important. Mm -hmm. Here's the old way. The old way of doing it also is focused on their sales, their numbers, their profit. Notice it's not about serving humans. Today's business client demands outcomes. That is a completely different focus. So the second part, if you're spending 16 calls following up on somebody, that is 16 different times you could have been serving somebody who's ready to say yes now. And what a lot of people don't realize is that by the time we speak to somebody, you know the specific number, but it's over 90% of the people we talk to enroll in their dream on that call. We don't do follow-ups. It's a very simple decision. You're sick of where your business is. You want to do something about it. Great. It's not much more complicated. The fact about looking, it's like driving a Ferrari, trying to look over your shoulder at 200 miles an hour. 
You can't do that. If you want to get in the fast lane, you need to rip out the rearview mirror and start looking for people that are committed to solving the problem now. And it also puts a, a big shift. You said something else that was great. Stop selling and start empowering them. The way that I talk about is closing and convincing and selling is what you do to somebody. Serving, empowering, and enrolling is something you do with somebody. And our job on the call is to empower and enroll them in their dream past their fear when it's appropriate, because that's really at the end of the day, what we do. If you have to close and convince somebody, ask yourself, why? You know what I mean? It's like, why should I, why should I have to convince someone who's tired of being broke if you're ready to do something about it and get some help? And so the whole shift, guys, you got to get that. But let's jump ahead, though, because a lot of times people are doing that and they, they, they get that one out of 20 that they followed up with. That's great. But how many more did they miss because they were trying to drive looking over their rearview mirror? And nowadays, guys, the, the clients move too fast. When they want help, they want it right now. They don't need a $7 ebook. It, it's a simple decision. Help them. So let's talk about the new way because the entire pendulum has shifted and there is a new massive opportunity for heart-driven entrepreneurs who recognize what we are saying is true. You don't need Russ and I to tell you, you already know at your core that the old way sucks. It doesn't feel good, but there are times you've had it where you've been empowered, where you enrolled, where you had an advocate and you freaking gave them money hand over fist. Why? Because one way or the other, somebody tapped into serving you they were an advocate for you. So we started looking, Russ and I started talking when we put this together and we started asking ourselves, how do we want to be treated? Do we want a high pressure, know-it-all jerk off? Or do we want somebody that's going to be there that knows their craft, knows the outcomes, who they can and can't help, knows what I might, whether or not I can do it. And when we found that and we put this together, it rocked. But then we also noticed something else. Not everybody was doing it. And the answer was why, which is why we're doing today's call. It's not enough to have the same structure. You need to understand the traits that, that will make it magic. And the first trait that we noticed, number one, was you have got to be coachable. Coachable is critical. The hardest ones we've noticed are the people that come in with 10, 20 years of outdated sales training. Give us our team. We tell them, our team, I don't want you selling. If you have to close and convince, we need to have a conversation. And so I wanted people like Nick, our Canadian redheaded cheese farmer. That was his. Yeah. That was. I love when you you describe him that way. (laughs) He's so awesome. I call him Canadian Four now because the guy has a heart the size of Texas, but he's coachable. Dean is coachable. He had to unlearn all that crap he learned in the old old way. But the the sub traits that we've noticed that make somebody really great is they're coachable, and that means they're not doing yeah but yeah but. I like this clothes. Yeah, but I do the takeaway. Yeah, but I want the canned answers. That's not coachable. And again, if you're going to settle for a dime and hold it with your hand, you can't open it up for a $100 bill. And so, like you said, yes, that might work one out of 100. I want to figure out how to get 90 out of 100 of the right people. Second trait was intelligence. If you're intelligent and you can think, that's one of Jane's highest compliments for a coach. It comes to one of the third piece too. But if you can think you could be a great coach, you can be great on the phone. And that's a big part. And the last part is the the coachable are looking for mastery. They're looking to implement a proven system and work on mastery, not a quick fix. But when we've noticed somebody on our team or somebody in the group that really crushes it, the first thing we notice 
you know, whether it was Norbert, you know, you, Russ, you say I do. And he went and freaking did it right away. And it was like he had every reason in the world he could have argued because the guy's been super successful, but he did it the way we recommended. And he's like, everybody buy. And the guy can barely speak English. So, you know, coachability is a huge one. That's that one for me. When we're working with teams, I actually look at how they show up to the training. You know, are they coachable? Do they argue with us? Do they, are they embracing it? And a great coach, this is one last thing. I'll turn it over to you again. A person who is coachable understands the system, the mentor have one outcome, and that is for your success. There's no other ulterior motive here. It's not for you to go test it and see if it works. We already know it works. So if you're showing up not coachable, it makes the whole process a lot harder. So if somebody has never sold, but they're coachable, the, the unique power of what we teach, it works for people who have never sold ever in their life. And it's actually easier to help those people than the people that think they know everything about sales. I would rather hire guys, somebody that yeah. doesn't have any sales experience at all and shows up absolutely coachable and ready to work and ready to listen than someone who's been doing it the old way, the wrong way for 20, 30 years. So if you guys are at a point in your business where you're going out there and you're trying to hire salespeople, understand that it's almost better to start with a totally clean slate. And that's great for you because I know that a lot of you guys are at the point where you might be doing your phone sales yourself, especially in the beginning where you're not ready to hire someone yet. And that's great because if you don't know how to do this, it's like perfect. <laughs> that's great. There's nothing to weed out. It's There's, the yeah, you don't have to unlearn it. any bad habits. There's no bad habits for you to break. You know, another thing, guys, we talked about being coachable. We talked about being intelligent. We talked about all these things. Notice that Mark did not say charismatic. Notice right. that Mark didn't say you need to be an extrovert. Notice that Mark didn't say you need to be like charming or this alpha male or alpha female or whatever it is. You don't. You really don't. Because any smart person who is coachable and who has great integrity can do this. Mm -hmm. This doesn't depend on charisma. It doesn't depend on being charming. It doesn't depend on being funny. It doesn't depend on any of that. You just have to be a good person. You have to be smart and you have to be coachable. I mean, really, that's what it boils down to. It, and it's so fun when we take somebody like Nick or somebody that's never enrolled ever and to watch them out close, quote unquote, the, these mega closers that are out there and they don't get it. Because again, we train everybody. The goal of the call is to get to the truth. That's really it. If you can understand what is the truth of the problem you solve, and that's really what we do is we show them a very powerful way to get to the truth. What's it costing you? If you don't fix it, what have you tried to fix it? Why is it not working? Here's how you can fix it. And if it's a match, we can show you what that would look like. And so if that requires closing, convincing, or all these manipulation tactics, when it comes time to deliver the content and the outcomes and the transformation, now they're going to need convincing to do the work. Right. So for us, let's just jump right past that and get right to the point. If a business owner or, you know, who's doing their calls today, if they're coachable, we can help them. That's the first one that I've seen. The second one, Russ, is this is something else that I've noticed. I've noticed it with our, our COD clients. I've noticed it with our enrollment team. I noticed it with our, our mindset coaches. The second C is committed. And this one's important too. They're committed to do whatever it takes. That means they're hardworking. They work on their craft. They work on understanding their business. They understand about studying humanity. They, they're hardworking. And that's the trait I've noticed with every one of our team. If they weren't on the phone, they were reaching out, trying to add value to the fellow human beings. 
they were connecting, they were learning, and they were really understanding what we do and how we do it. So they're almost obsessed about taking it to the next level with mastery. And so when you find somebody who's committed to making the world a better place, that's why they show up because they don't want to show up on a call in a week from now and have somebody that we could have changed their life and then be unarmed. So they, they take that very seriously and they're hungry to serve. They're hungry to win. They're hungry to do whatever is needed, whatever work is necessary so that they can identify and help the right clients. And then lastly, they recognize always when they're committed, they recognize it's about the client that's out there. When they're talking to somebody and they realize that that person, I'm going to get to it in a second, but that person is somebody's mom, somebody's dad. They don't need a sales pitch. They need an authentic, honest, powerful conversation that gets to the truth. And when our team realizes that responsibility They show up differently to the trainings. They show up differently on the phone call. They realize that to us, it's not just one more call. That is somebody's mom. That is somebody's dad who has something on their heart. They could help make the world a better place. And if we mailed it in and we weren't committed, that is the biggest travesty of all. So we've noticed the most successful people in COD too, they're committed to go change the world in some way or another. They're committed to be successful in business. They realize business is their platform to go help people and make a lot of money too. So committed is important. If, if somebody's dabbling, you're not going to have success. You cannot win the 100-yard dash if you refuse to take your foot off the starting line. You got to be all in. And when you're committed to win and you're committed to serve your clients and get them outcomes, that's one thing I'm really proud to to admit, Russ, that the commitment I noticed from you from day one, how can we make it better for the client? Mm -hmm. That was always your driving principle. That's why you brought in Jane to help us do the best mindset coaching in the planet. How do we bring in better coaches? How do we do even better on this? How do we do better here? It's why you brought in Adrian. And that obsession for greatness for the client is the same type of commitment that you listening, you need to have for your clients and your team. Commitment's a big one. Yeah, guys. And then the other thing that I want to point out is that you need to be caring as well. So three, there's, yeah. there's a lot of people that think that there's this, that you have to kind of kill your heart, in other words, to be a good salesperson, that you've got to like shut down your empathy. You got to shut down your compassion. You got to go out there. And you can hear it in the way they talk about sales. Be a hardcore closer, you know, stop being a wuss, get out there, pick up the phone, blah, blah, blah. Anytime you guys hear someone talking like that, you should run. Because the truth is the more caring you have for the client, the more you are going to enroll and the better you are going to enroll. And you guys really need to understand this principle that Look, there are so many people out there that are going to tell you to compromise your integrity. There are so many people out there that are going to tell you to compromise on your values that, oh, well, you got you to gotta, you know, harden your heart a little bit if you want to make money. You got to harden your heart a little bit if you want to be good at sales. Just that's horseshit. It's absolute nonsense. The more you care about the clients that you are working with and the more dedicated you are to helping them achieve amazing outcomes, the more money you're going to make. So as we've gone at Clients on Demand from sort of income level to income level to income level, where we went from 200000 a month to 500000 a month and then a million a month, and now we're at like $1.5 million a month or wherever the hell we're at, we've never hit that point where, okay, well, now we've got this big business, so it's time to compromise on our integrity. That's not the way that we've grown the company. The way we've grown the company is to double down on that stuff, to, to every day ask ourselves relentlessly, 
How can we make this better for the client? How can we make the sales conversation better for the client? How can we make the program better for the client? How can we make it so that it's just a smooth experience from start to finish? How can we, how can we simplify things so that we get people results even faster? That's our obsession. And so just pay attention to your intuition, guys. When you're listening to people and you're, they're talking about clients or prospects like they're objects instead of people, you need to run because it's, it's going to poison everything in your business. Because remember, that sales conversation, that's where the relationship starts, really. And maybe they clicked an ad, maybe they watched a webinar, maybe whatever. But, but that first interaction, that's where you're having that, that relationship start, lays the groundwork for everything else. And so if that relationship, that conversation is built around dehumanizing the person you're talking to, it's a terrible way to set up not even just a coaching relationship, but hell, any relationship, any business relationship. And so... Don't get seduced by that stuff, guys, because it doesn't have to be that way. And it shouldn't be that way. And you will enroll more and you will make more money and you will provide a better experience for your clients if you come from a place of caring instead of trying to just close, close, close. Yeah, that's critical, guys. That's the third one that Russ is talking about. The third trait is caring. I've noticed it in all of the guys that that have success with us, whether it be on our team, whether it be in the uh, Millionaire Alliance, Clients on Demand, the ones that actually get this point. It's one of the first questions I ask when I'm talking to these the, the people in the program. I go, do you really care about your clients? And to hear them effuse and get so proud of how much they serve their client, I go, right now, you have a competitive edge over your, your competitors because most of them don't care. And there's a very famous trainer out there and he says, he doesn't even talk about selling houses, they're transactions, how to do 300 transactions in a year. And I'm like, screw that, I'm a freaking dad. It's not a transaction to this guy. You know that old saying, it wasn't personal? Well, it is personal. It's not selling a house. You're helping a family. You're protecting a family. There's completely different energy there. And so many of these people, they try and detach from the humanity of this. And our team and the people in our program, they take the, they understand the importance of serving your fellow human being. There's a lot of responsibility there. Very much like doctors take an oath to serve their fellow man. And it's like, if you want to be successful, you need to take an oath in a way to serve the people that are entrusting their, their dreams with you. And our team is so good at caring because the people that come through, when you have that caring and you realize if you don't step up, your clients are going to go to people that don't. And this burned me hard because I was only taking care of myself back when I sold real estate. And I remember I was good. I was making great money, but I knew I could have done way more. And when I didn't go out there to help other families, this other guy who was this mega agent who didn't care at all, I knew him personally, he was a kind of a schmuck. He would just list people and then slam them on price reductions. And I didn't realize that if I wasn't going to stand in, in my power, I was condemning everyone else out there to go to the schmucks. And it's the same thing. So for you guys out there that are listening, it's critical that you care. I don't need to tell you to care. You already do, but don't apologize for it. That's a superpower. And another piece too, that's going to separate the, the hyper successful from the old school is great listening. Are you listening to close or are you listening to get to the truth? And so that's a big difference that I've noticed as well. Um, the last thing too, is that do they care enough to go ahead and, and get them to the truth versus giving band-aids? And a lot of times people say they care, but they then give band-aids. They give softening in the moment because, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm putting them in a bad space. Trust me, they are already in a bad space. 
if you are in the relationship space and they've been alone for a decade, they are in pain. You are not hurting them by having an honest conversation about what sucks about that. If they are medically jeopardized, their health is in the shitter, they are already in pain. But if they don't acknowledge the truth, you can't have an honest conversation. It's like building a house on sand. It doesn't last when the storm hits. So you have to care enough to have an honest conversation with the outcome of helping them experience the truth of what it's costing them. And so sometimes we get people who shift the focus from the truth and make it about them. And you can't do that. Not if you're going to be successful in today's world. Because people in a way, they want to know that you're strong enough to help them pass their fear and that you're not going to buckle because they've been carrying this pain for a long time. Whether that's their business sucks, they need help in their business, whether that's that they need to transform their body. This isn't usually the first diet they've tried or the first program they've looked into. But do you care enough? Because the the winners and the people that are making the biggest impact, they actually care and they care big. And don't apologize for it. Yeah, guys. And the last trait that we want to point out of a successful salesperson is character. And this actually probably should have been the first one. Well, I saved the best for last. You saved the best for last. Yeah. No, guys, it's character. Now, to me, character ties into everything we've been talking about, right? About serving the client to the truth, about understanding that it's not about you. But character really gets tested when you're on the phone with a potential client and you get that feeling of maybe I can't help this person or maybe I shouldn't help this person. What do you do? If you're on the phone with someone and you know you sort of can't help this person or maybe they're not a good fit or whatever, you know it in your intuition, you have a moral obligation not to enroll that person. But on the other hand, if you're speaking to someone and you're like, oh man, this is like, I can absolutely help this person. They seem like coachable. They seem like they'd be a fantastic client. What can I do to enroll this person? Then you have a moral obligation to enroll them, to get them to the truth so that they can see that they need your help. But guys, that character thing is, is absolutely critical. You know, uh, I forget where I saw this, but there's one time where um, someone left a comment on something we were doing, Mark, and they were saying, well, you know, Russ talks a lot about, oh, well, here's who clients want to is right for, and here's who it's not right for. And that, you know, that kind of marketing is, is you know, it's, it's BS and whatever, because you're telling people it's not right for them. But, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. When we say that stuff, we mean it. Yeah. So there's a lot of people out there that'll say, oh, yeah, you know, this isn't for everybody or, oh, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. You have to be this and this and this to, to work with us. But they don't mean it. Like I said, if you show up with a pulse and a credit card, you're in. That's it. But with Clients on Demand, we really mean that stuff. If you guys look at our sales stats, and we don't really share a lot of these figures publicly, but I'll share this one. We do not make an offer. We do not make an offer to about 30% of the people that we speak to. So that means we'll be on the phone with someone. That person could have a pulse. That person could have a credit card with no limit. That person could be 100% ready to sign up. They can't wait to give us money. They can't wait to enroll. But if we feel like it's not a fit, we're going to pass. And so guys, if you really have that character and you really have that integrity, it's going to show up in the numbers. And so you might say to yourself, well, Russ, like, let's just say you want to look at it from a ruthless business perspective. Well, Russ, that doesn't make sense. That's 30% of people that you're turning down. Why do you turn down that money? That's a 30% increase in revenue. Why do you not do that? And the reason we don't is because it's the right thing to do. But because we do that, our salespeople know that we're dead serious. Because we do that, our clients know that we're dead serious. We are not going to enroll you into one of our programs unless we are absolutely certain that we can help you get the outcome that you're looking for, period, end of story. And so I believe that by turning down that 30% of business, it creates a massive increase 
in all the other stuff that's even more important. Our clients get better results. Our clients have better outcomes. Everyone in the company is totally aligned to our mission and to what we're supposed to be about and to what we're trying to change, the change that we're trying to create in the world. But you've got to have that strength of character to really stick to your guns, to say, here's who I want to work with and here's who I'm not going to work with. And I don't care how low your bank account gets or what kind of trials or tribulations you're dealing with in your business. You make that decision and you stick to it. You set those rules and you stick to them. And having that character, it's like when you have that, everything else starts to wake up. It's like God starts to really pay attention or the universe, whatever you want to say. It's like life starts to really pay attention and say, hey, you know what? This guy's serious. This guy needed the money, but he turned that client down because he knew they weren't a fit. This person's serious about doing the right thing. And you watch, you watch how fast everything else in your business just opens up because you've demonstrated that you're for real. You're not just saying it because talk is cheap. You've demonstrated that you're the real deal. There's a couple things here we should expand on, which is some great, great truth. I hope you guys are taking notes because what Russ just talked about, guys, is the most important. And the way I heard it was what you do in private is going to be celebrated in public. You cannot, you cannot BS the universe. You cannot BS God. And, and the one thing about it that we've noticed, we've had times with our, our thing where the people get pissed off because we will not take their money, because we can't target who they want to target, because their attitude is just in the shitter, because they're, they don't care about their client. We ask them, how much do you care about your clients? We want to know, is this just a money grab for you? Or you know what I mean? And so we want to know, can they really deliver? I remember, Russ, we had a guy that was uh, wanted to be a lender. And, and got to that part, said, okay, so let me ask you, if I gave you my mom, she needs to buy a house on a scale of one to 10, how good are you at getting my mom? It's a lay down, the best loan. Would you protect her? Would you go through and navigate all the crap in the lending industry? There's a lot. And he's like, oh, I'm about a five, maybe a six. And I'm like, well, why would anyone do work with you? If you're not going to do the best job you can and really goes, he goes, well, I'll fill out the app and submit it. And I go, that, today's buyer demands more. You cannot show up. So our team actually is looking to find out. And it's like, we would rather run with a hundred than drag and uh, drag a thousand. That's just the bottom line. Guys, please write this down. There are 7 billion people on the world. Quit wasting time with people that aren't committed. And when you understand that, you're going to be able to start working with people that really want the outcome from a coach's perspective, from a business. Trust me when I tell you, it is easier to get them outcomes when they want the outcome. And when they do that and you are showing them and just empowering them to claim their dream instead of closing them, they show up to do the work. That's a great place. And it's like, you know, the new truth that's showing up is how good are you at getting outcomes? And when you get the right people, you're nine tenths of the way there. And so character is a big one. And we've seen it all the time where if it, people always say, this is another question, Russ, you get from a lot of the other big names. Well, if you're about this, aren't salespeople just closing and getting commissions when they could make money? Why would they say no? Because they're purpose-driven. They're saying no to people because our goal is not to take money from anybody. The goal is to help the people that want the outcome. And if we can't do that, we're the experts. We know what it's going to take to make it in this industry. And so to do that, the team is, knows that. And those of you out there, think about your, your worst client ever. Were they really the worst client or did you compromise and take their money and hope that you could get them an outcome? Did they have the traits from day one that they were rude to you before you worked with them? Probably, but you took their money anyway. And it's like you were hoping that it wouldn't show up. And that's a huge one too, because I've watched when you hire and take the wrong people, you sell everybody. 
it will steal your joy. You will hate your business. You will hate moving forward because one to two spoiled rotten eggs in your basket ruins the whole basket. So we have found, guys, character is critical. You can't BS that. And I have a hunch that if you're listening to this, character is important to you too. It's also why you hate businesses that talk a big game and then drop the ball once you're in there. And it's like, guys, when you get to do this, you get to look in the mirror and you get to look at your clients in the face and they will run up and hug you and say, thank you. Because front to back, you stood in integrity and you've stood on character and the good kind. And it makes all the difference because then you can show up and rock their world. You know, that's one of the greatest compliments for us that I get that I know you get is people will rave about, wow, how you guys are on these is exactly how you're in the program, is exactly how you are in person. And it's like, you know, warts and all, this is it. This is what God gave me. This is what I'm here to share with you guys. And the same thing with you guys out there. You don't need to be seven feet tall. You don't need to have all the closes. If you have character, if you care about your clients, if you are committed to getting them great outcomes and you will go ahead and be coachable, you can go as far as you want to go. Bottom line. Guys, look, the way you start is the way you finish. If you start that client relationship with some pushy, box them in, wear them down, take their money sort of sales pitch, that's where the relationship went. That's where your coaching relationship with that client is going to go. It starts off toxic. It's going to end toxic. I don't know a lot of people that went on a first date with somebody where that entire first date, the person was treating them like garbage. And then they went on to have an amazing relationship. It just doesn't happen. If they're a jerk on the first date, they're going to be a jerk down the road. And so don't use these outdated sleazy tactics that other people are teaching that just feel shitty because it sets up the relationship on completely the wrong foot. And then that's their trajectory. It's going to go on from there, guys. If you want to learn how to do this and you want to learn how to do this properly, then we would love to talk to you about how you can do that in your business. Because look, if you're not getting potential clients on the phone, you're leaving so much money on the table, but you're also leaving so much impact on the table too, because it would give you the chance to set up that relationship properly. It would give you the chance to make sure that every single person you're working with is absolutely dead on a fit for you. And so if that's what you want to create in your business, we would love to help you make that happen. So what I want to do is invite you to book a call to speak to us about how you can apply these ideas we've been talking about in your business starting today. So to do that, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. We'll get on the phone. You can tell us the exact client you want to work with. You can tell us who you don't ever want to work with again. And we can put our heads together and help you come up with a strategy for attracting the right clients on a consistent basis and enrolling them on a consistent basis using a process that actually feels good instead of feeling bad. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call because the way that you've been taught is probably totally outdated. And the proof is in the pudding. Look, you're either getting the results you want in your business or you're not. Are you making the income you want to make? Are you experiencing the freedom you want to experience? And are you making an impact? I mean, can you really look back at your clients and say, yeah, I'm making all this money. I have all this freedom and I'm helping these people have a better life and get incredible results and incredible outcomes. If you can't say that, it's not your fault. You just need some help. One of the things I love while I'm here, and it, and guys, you guys that are out there, go ahead and post in the comments if this is true or not. I'll just call me out. When you get in COD and you get back there and you see people all the time posting, oh my God, this is the funnest part of my job. This is the funnest part of my business now is to get to do those calls. 
That's how quickly when you do it the right way, that's built on integrity, that's built on a proven system, that's built on getting to the truth. Everyone out there would rather help people identify getting to the truth than close them anyway. So let's just bypass that old crappy way and start doing it so it feels good for you, it feels good for the client, and it feels good for the outcome. When you have that, it's like I think of Lydia, I think of all these different people who were petrified of the phone. And now it's like she just celebrated three enrollments in one day from a lady who was never liked the old way. And now she does it the way that we do it. And it's like every single day, she's like, oh my God, I'm an enrollment goddess. And she is. And so everything that we're talking about, guys, is aligning you and giving you a huge heads up on business of tomorrow. But you got to start thinking differently today. And at the core, you know what I'm saying is true. If it feels icky when you walk on a car lot, if it feels icky in a timeshare room, if it feels icky when the realtor at an open house and every other one, why do you think it's not going to feel icky for you if you try to use used car sales on the phone? And so rather than do that, people go through these amazing hoops to try and avoid the phone call. And it's like they do blogging, they do books, they do everything they can instead of just getting on the phone. If you get what we're talking about, you could start enrolling one, two, five people a week, the right people. What would your world look like if you had a $5,000 program and you were enrolling five a week? That's $100,000 a month for those of you that, that are suck at math. And it's like, what would life look like? When you're looking at it, guys, that's what's possible. And at the end of the day, guys, if you're willing to do it a new way, if you're willing to go serve fellow humans past their suffering, help them. There's no shortage of people praying for you to show up right now. Zero. There are millions and millions. We can't get to them all, but we could if you step up. And so for each one of you who've been struggling, look at the fruit on your tree. If you look at your bank account, you look at the number of clients that you're, you're not bringing in and you're just barely getting by. At what point do you look and say, hey, my way's not working at the level I know it needs to be? And it's like, because you can have it all. That's one of the greatest quotes Russ said is you can have it exactly the way you want if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. That was a Zig Ziglar quote. So guys, get after it. So guys, look, that's going to do it for us today. I actually have to go to a doctor's appointment with my wife because we are expecting our third son and uh, we have a prenatal appointment. So that should be really fun and looking forward to it. Now, if you're watching us on Facebook and you want to listen to these broadcasts on iTunes, so you can take the stuff with you, then go ahead and go to iTunes and search for the Clients On Demand podcast and you can actually get the stuff so you can download it and take it with you. On the other hand, if you're listening to this on iTunes, you want to join us on Facebook and hear us do these lives so you can participate in the discussion, then um, go to Facebook and search for The Art of High Ticket Selling. It's our free Facebook group. There's about 30,000 plus coaches, medical professionals, business owners in there, just like you who are learning from this kind of stuff and applying these ideas in their business. Mark, thank you so much. And we will catch you guys on the next show. Bye-bye. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with clients on demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. 
and we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Ruffino, and let's talk soon.